Hey, today on the show, we've got Matt Hurt with Daniel Defense. We're talking Daniel Defense rifles, but also new Daniel Defense suppressors. This Gun Talk Nation is brought to you by Franklin Armory. Welcome into Gun Talk Nation. Today on Gun Talk Nation, I'm not alone. How about that? Good. In the studio, <laughs> Matt Hurt, Daniel Defense. Welcome in, man. Thank you. I appreciate you having us. Yeah. So you're in town because we're doing a class. and We should yes. talk about that. Um, you know, we have this new training facility and Daniel Defense is sponsoring a carbine class. But it's, it's interesting to me because you guys are such like a high-end, to me, a high-end AR manufacturer. And this is carbine essentials. This is kind of right. a... A class, look, anybody can learn something. It doesn't matter right. your skill level, but it's kind of the, hey, let's start out from the basics. Right, right. It's such a good reminder, though. I, and I was telling the guys outside, even I've been with the company for nine years, and it's it's always worth going back to that. It's always worth going back to the basics and learning the basics and and reminding yourself the, the, the simple steps to learn uh, how to operate, manipulate this this rifle, mm -hmm. and uh, I enjoy it. I love going back and doing this. This is great. Well, Serena always says, "What does what does the football team say when they lose a game?" The coach says, "We're going to go back to the basics." He's <laughs> like, well, "Why? If the basics were so important, why do we leave them in the yeah. first place?" <laughs> yeah. um, right. I mean, Daniel Defense to me is an interesting company because the firearms industry is made up. There's certainly a ton of innovation. And especially in the last 10, 15 years, a ton of innovation. But it's also made up of these companies who are 100, 150, 200 years old. Mm -hmm. And you guys are like this, this big company in our world that's not necessarily that old. There's a little bit of a history of how you guys got there. Yeah. So um, we were, we we're essentially about 25 years old. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we started out, uh, Marty Daniel started out as just an accessories company you know mm -hmm. he he had a flat top colt uh sp1 lower and he needed a big hole upper so yeah he found a manufacturer that was able to manufacture a hundred big hole uppers well he only needed two or three yeah uh so he he sold them and sold them quickly uh that just spiraled and gave him an idea that man there's probably more to this market than what we're what we're thinking here so you know he he did uh the sling loop um attachment for the rear receiver plate yeah uh, that was a new and, and before then there weren't any uh qd socket holes for rifles so just these small accessories that that he kind of grew the company on yeah um, you know well so and they're and they're guns that i mean it's kind of a an ar that people aspire to i think for in the ar world because you do have all these these upgrades that I mean, this is what happens if you have success and you, you blaze a trail, then people start copying it perhaps. But now it's like you guys were making these guns that were like all these upgraded things that were basically standard. Mm -hmm. um, so if somebody says, well, okay, there's this gun that cost half as much as the Daniel Defense. Right. How do you guys explain the value proposition and why somebody would want to step up to that? There, there are two ways we explain it. Uh, one is... Uh, there are statistics out there that show that first-time buyers who buy a, a, a very basic AR-15, 80% mm -hmm. of those users will go back and add or replace what's already on that gun. Yeah. So what we wanted to do is design a, a platform of M4s, AR-15s, that met those requirements right off the bat. Um, it's a little more. You're going to pay a little more for the product. 
but in the end, you're going to have what you what you want to begin with. It's what you would have built. That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah. So you're saving you're saving time and money in the long run. Um, secondly, we wanted to create products uh, on on these guns that are all made in house that we can control the quality on. Um, so we have very, very tight tolerances on our guns and it, you, you can feel that when you get behind them. So like, uh, I, right. So one of the great things about AR is you can customize an AR. And also because of that, yeah. there are a lot of, I'm doing the finger quotes, manufacturers right. who are builders. Basically, they don't actually like make anything, mm -hmm. but they do assemble guns. What you're saying is you guys are actually making a lot of the parts that maybe perhaps others would would just buy. Their source, absolutely. And and that's not a bad thing. There's a lot of great OEM manufacturing out there that, that AR manufacturers are using to build on their guns. We just prefer, we have almost 300,000 square feet of manufacturing facility just outside of Savannah, Georgia. Mm -hmm. And we're able to, to have the machines to do everything from barrel manufacturing to uh, uppers and lowers, to hand guards, to all the essential parts that that make that gun uh, do what it needs to do. And like you said, I guess because of that, it fits together right in just a, a perfect way. Exactly. Yeah, we, we our goal is that consumers buy these rifles and never feel like they need to change anything on it. Okay. All right. Um, but you know, there's always that guy. There's always. That's why. That, that's why ARs are <laughs> so popular. Like, I just spent all this money on a really nice AR. And then I'm going to, I'm going to tweak it. I'm going to upgrade it yeah. well, or change it, whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, one of the things you guys are known for are your barrels. Yes. And barrels, it's kind of a funny thing. I think people could, even people who are maybe perhaps novices could agree. Yes. Okay. Barrels are important, mm -hmm. but how and why, and what's, how do you tell a good one from not, maybe not as good a one? I mean, mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, it comes down to, to both quality and, and manufacturing. Um, we make a barrel that's very, um, and I told our class earlier today, it's a very unique process. Uh, we cold hammer forge the bore, many cold hammer forged uh, ARs out there. So we hammer forge the bore, uh, the lands and grooves. But what we do to finish that process is we back the mandrel out and cold hammer forge that chamber at the same time. Describe that is, the cold cold hammer forged like mm -hmm. describe what that looks like i've seen it and it's yes. really cool to see yeah what is that what are you actually doing so we take a barrel blank that's about 14 to 18 inches mm -hmm. it's a raw steel we run, run a hole through the middle of that barrel blank and a mandrel with the reverse lands and grooves it looks like a pencil mm -hmm. it goes down that bore uh, it goes into a forge machine with four hammer forges that are about 75 million pounds per forge or port Wait, per hammer. 75 million pounds of force. You don't want to get your finger stuck in that. Yeah. It won't be stuck for long. <laughs> no, no. no, it won't. <laughs> so it, it hammers the lands and grooves down the bore. Um, when that mandrel almost backs out of that barrel, it's going to stop and the chamber's built into the mandrel. Mm. So it hammer forges the chamber um, for the final process. So the benefits to that is you get a hardened barrel. Obviously, you're hammer forging it, but we're also hardening the chamber at the same time. It's a process that's not done um, uh, across the board. It's not a standard in the industry, but it is a process that makes our barrels very, very long lasting and also very accurate. Is, is that a custom made mandrel to have the chamber and the... The lands and grooves there? We, we have the mandrels made for us um, based on specific specifications, yeah. both on caliber 
and barrel twist. That's really cool. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I was fully up on the chamber being mm-hmm. hammer forged. Yep. Um, so you guys, obviously they can buy guns from you, but you don't, you've kind of expanded beyond ARs. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, first off you've expanded to other guns, mm-hmm. right? The, you have a bolt gun. We do. Yep. So one of our goals for the next five years is to really expand our offering and um, offer multiple platforms. So we're, we're constantly working on what those are. Uh, some I can talk about, some I can't, mm-hmm. but uh, the bolt gun is one that we released a couple of years ago. I feel personally like we've really debunked the myth that you can't have an accurate hammer forged bolt gun. Um, the bolt guns that we have are guaranteed at half a minute or better yeah. at a hundred yards. They are absolutely phenomenal for accuracy. So yeah, super high quality. Yep. No, I would describe it as kind of like a, a gun that makes no apologies, right? Mm-hmm. Like we're not yeah. going to apologize for the price and we're not mm-hmm. going to apologize. We don't have to apologize for performance because it's there. Right. Um, so, yeah. you know, but when you want something really good and there's, there's some things you guys, this is not just, we got some, some barreled actions or whatever, or, mm-hmm. or just some actions and started doing it. I mean, there's some things that you changed in the design or, or I guess created a design that was a little bit different. Some things that could be done with that bolt gun. Yeah. The, the, uh, the feature set on that bolt gun is, is pretty extensive, uh, extensive. Uh, our engineer is a PRS shooter. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, we threw him in and he was happy to swim in, in those waters. Uh, <laughs> we didn't know as much about it. Uh, he, he did. So yeah. he put a lot of his heart and soul in that design. One feature set is the ability to swap out barrels. The barrels um, come manufactured with a um, barrel extension mm-hmm. and a, a, a centering pin, just like an AR. So guys in the field can take that handguard off or the stock out and with a wrench uh, unlock that uh, that barrel nut, essentially, and pull that barrel out. If they're running a 308, they can drop a 6.5 Creedmoor in there, wrench it back up, and they're back in their field. Yeah, I, I mean, I'll tell you guys, we're talking about Daniel, right? The, yes. Daniel, yeah. the engineer, like this guy is uh, super engineer, super nerd when it comes to like PRS stuff. Yes. I mean, fact of the matter is he wins a bunch of matches too. He's a really good shooter. Great shooter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he looks like a woolly mammoth. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. It just, it's not who you would expect, right? You're like, is he a lumberjack? Like what is this? (laughs) Yeah. I hope he sees this. Absolutely. (laughs) But then you go, Oh crap. He really knows his stuff. Yes. Um, so we should probably, you know, I'm going to, First off, I'm going to sell some soap. We'll do a quick break. And when we come back, um, we're going to talk about the newest thing that you guys just released this week. Everyone's talking about shooting 1,000 yards, 1,500 yards. Long-range shooting is all the rage. And Ruger has a new gun for you. It's from the Ruger Custom Shop, and it's the Ruger Precision Rifle, RPR. But this one is in 6.5 Creedmoor. Comes with a Trigger Tech trigger, heavy contour barrel, barrier stop built in on the front of the magazine well, Magpul, MOE, K2 grip, um, just all kinds of bells and whistles. So if you're thinking about getting into the long range game or you want kind of a turnkey rifle, check out the Ruger Precision Rifle in 6.5 Creedmoor from the Ruger Custom Shop. Franklin Armory. Let's talk about Franklin Armory. They're based in Nevada. They specialize in making quality firearms as well as other things like their binary firing system, some innovative stuff like the Reformation 
and the Providence, also the F-17 series of rimfire rifles in 17 Wisdom, and just kind of a very freedom-loving company. The people that I've dealt with are all about freedom, all about guns and innovating and doing some fun things. Um, also, 100% American-made parts and materials. Check them out over at franklinarmory.com. New stuff from Sig Sauer. I tell you what, these guys keep cranking them out. The new P320 AXG Combat. This is from the Sig Custom Works, and this is kind of a compact four and a half inch barrel AXG, which means we're talking a stainless steel um, frame, a stainless steel material, FCU finish, um, the slide, the finish, all that stuff, and it's an AXG, so this is a, a pretty tricked out gun. It's obviously optics ready. It actually, the combat comes with the extended threaded barrel on there. So you can throw a uh, silencer on there. But check it out over at SigSauer.com. New from Springfield Armory is the Hellcat Pro. Yeah, it's been out a few months and I shot a little bit, really liked it. Obviously, the Hellcat has been making waves as far as a compact concealed carry type gun holding plenty of ammo. Well, now they've made it a little bit bigger, class leading concealability and capacity. The new Hellcat Pro is a compact pistol, still considered compact, but it offers 15 plus one capacity, smaller footprint than any other gun in its class, optics ready, equipped with a a versatile accessory rail and hammer forged barrel. Um, this is a shooter and everybody who shot it around me really enjoyed it. It's, it's a fun gun. Go check it out. The Hellcat pro from Springfield armory, Springfield armory.com. So another area for you guys that it's not even guns. Um, you're not new to silencers, right? But we've got some new silencers from Daniel Defense here. We did, uh, as as you recall, and and some of our our listeners uh, will remember, we had a, a Daniel Defense wave suppressor. It was a um, it was a three D printed model, yeah, really innovative, very innovative. Um, wasn't the first to ever do that, but it was probably the first that ever did it in mass quantities mm-hmm. uh, that I can that I know of. Um, it was a great can. Um, but we felt like there were some some feature sets that we were missing out of that. Um, so we've since brought out a new line. And there are, I'm loving what is happening with suppressor technology these days. It is, mm-hmm. I was joking with you, one of the things, if you have a silencer or suppressor and you've, you know, you've, you've been doing this for 10 plus years, there was the whole proprietary thing. And my joke was always like, why can't these guys yeah. all just get along? Yeah. Because I've got to have the special... 51T or the special mm-hmm. silencer co or the special this or that, but talk. All right. So t- I'm kind of jumping ahead, but talk about, we've got two of them here. Right. So if you're watching the video, you can see, I mean, to me, they do look good, but suppressors are tubes. So, I mean, sure. explain a little bit more what people can't see. Yeah, absolutely. So the suppressor line is called the sound guard. Uh, we have three different models out right now. Um, one is the titanium model. Um, this is uh, about 15 ounces. It's a uh, really right. designed for precision shooting. If you have a bolt gun, you have a hunting rifle that you want to do uh, low volume with. It's still a very durable can, uh, but it's really designed for for the precision guy out there. You'll notice the the ports around the end of all of these cans. Yeah, it's like kind of on the the end cap. That's right. Yep. Um, those are uh, 
gas ports, essentially. Okay. So it's just going to let the gas escape out of the end of that suppressor and, and, and prevent a lot of it from blowing back down into the suppressor and therefore into your gun. So we should talk about that because you look at the ports and you say, well, it lets gas out. My brain, and I'm not an engineer, goes, wasn't well, that going to make it louder? Mm-hmm. Yep. And in, in the end, it's like, well, yeah, but yep. there's a different goal that I'm hearing more about trying to reduce back pressure. Um, back pressure being the gases that are coming back when you, if you've never shot a suppressor, especially on an AR platform or, or semi-auto type platform, you'll notice that the gases do come back, come maybe come through the ejection port or other places. Mm-hmm. And you may, depending on what you're shooting, you may notice it right. on the, you're wearing eye protection, but you may notice, you may feel it. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the movement there? I mean, we're, I'm yeah. hearing that from other can uh, manufacturers. So uh, over the past, I would say two years, uh, we've been working with a lot of uh, military and law enforcement uh, agencies that have started looking at studies. I mean, suppressors haven't, in general use, haven't been around that long, mm-hmm. but they're starting to study heavy use shooters using a suppressor. And what they're finding is pretty startling. The amount of lead that these guys are eating while they're shooting their gun um, okay. is pretty scary. And okay. so I think, I think the trend is really being driven from uh, agencies or departments that are going to be behind that suppressor for an extended period of time. And they need that gas to go somewhere else. So when probably for the hobbyist shooter, they're probably not shooting as many rounds where maybe it's not a big concern, but Mm -hmm. I mean, look, we see this all the time in our world, right? The LE or government kind of, they have these, these specs, these determinations, they want this, this particular product built whether it's a gun or a scope or, or a silencer. Yep. And um, then it starts trickling down to, right. you know, us regular folks. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. So from a civilian side, the benefits uh, are not only less gas in the face, but you know, you're going to, you're going to see less dirty bolt carrier group. I mean, sure. that gas is getting exposed somewhere else. So uh, you, you're going to run a less dirty gun. So you're going to, you're going to need to clean that a little bit less. Yeah. But, because, Yes, putting a suppressor on a gun, it's going to make it dirty. Right. I mean, you can look yeah. at the ammo, and the ammo's dirty. <laughs> exactly. That's sitting in your, in your magazine. And your face. I uh, mean, yeah. you see that. So um, so there's there's some benefits on the civilian side as well. But, uh, you know, when you know at, from years to come, I think we're going to see the transition on suppressors to get more and more into that, that pass-through or um, a flow-through technology that, um, that allows that gas to go somewhere else. Yeah. And there's a, there's a compromise there. There is. Yep. You're going to lose uh, a little bit of sound integrity. So, um, you know, it's still a, a very quiet suppressor. If you shoot this can, um, versus unsuppressed, you're going to see a major difference. So yeah. it's very, very safe to shoot. Um, but again, what we wanted to do was, was add some, some gas mitigating features on these cans. What we also did is increase the diameter of the can. Yeah. This is a fat dude. It's a fat dude. Yeah. <laughs> Which is good. It increases mm-hmm. volume. That's right. Helps. Yeah. So now you're, 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 you're reducing some sound reduction, reducing sound reduction. Does that make sense? I think, I um, yeah. you're losing some sound reduction when you reduce back pressure. Mm-hmm but then you make it fatter and increase the volume and now you're gaining some sound reduction. Is that fair? It is. Yeah. And you're, you're also able to cut down on the length a little bit. So yes, um, that helps like that. a lot. Um, it's a one and three quarter um, diameter suppressor. Um, 
another feature, if you were to uh, to, to call it. They all are going to come d- direct thread, mm-hmm. right? Um, we want to do uh, go into more of a standardization, and I know yes. you're going to bring that up. Listeners rejoice! <laughs> Don't worry. He's like, well, I'm kind of locked into my. No, you're not locked in. Yeah, you can you can choose this. So that was the, that was another very high priority that we as a company wanted to have is to adapt to certain mounts out there that, that folks may already have in their library. Yeah. So um, it has a, a one and three eighths uh, threaded uh, back end. So for guys that want to ride, you know, hub mounts or uh, chemo mounts or name, name mm-hmm. them, they can just take that threaded part out, screw their mount in chemo mount, and it's going to play very well with their other mounts. That is just a big deal. So We've got a couple flavors here, five, five, six can, a 30 cal can, yep. um, shorter, longer. And then you said this is titanium and this one is obviously not, it's a, it's a heavy stainless steel. It's, it is not a light can, yeah. but it's also a heavy use can. Super so durable. for guys that have run some very other, some other well-known heavy use cans, uh, you'll notice the weight is, is a little bit heavier on those cans. Uh, that's because it needs to hold up to to a lot of fire yeah um so full auto rated no barrel minimum uh the one you have here is a 556 dedicated which means it's got a 556 um thread one half by 28 right and also a bore hole of a of uh, meets 22 caliber specifications so um we have the same can that's also a 30 caliber heavy use can um you can run that on any length barrel 308 if you want you can run it on a 338. It doesn't matter. Um, it, it's going to withstand the product. Another okay. advantage is it's got our name on it, and we will warranty anything for the life of it. So really, we'll take care of it. Somebody happens, something happens to it. Matt, we'll you know people screw up. Hey, stuff, listen, right? I've seen it in nine years. I've seen a lot of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah, I mean, they're going to be shooting some weird, you know, wrong, uh, wrong, you know. Uh, pitch wrong thread you know count yep. wrong put it on wrong yep, yep. Dan fence has your back when you if screw you it up you <laughs> have a 30 caliber rifle please don't thread that one half by 28 yeah so you will make a 30 caliber suppressor really quick it'll it'll fly off your gun <laughs> that's right um what what are we seeing with suppressors these days i mean you guys certainly examine the market i mean is it still a hot thing are people buying the heck out of these i think so i i think more now than any time it's a prime example if you put a new shooter on the line and you put a gun without a suppressor in their hand one of the things that makes them a poor shooter is just the noise Mm -hmm. and the the volume and and the violence to that um you put a suppressor on there and that goes away and so you train really good habits with Mm -hmm. a suppressor and uh so it's great for new shooters it's great for guys that are hunting Um, absolutely you know it's it's there are a million different benefits to that. Yeah. I mean, it's, I've, I've seen it over the course of the last couple of years. I would say I'd more of the hunts I've done have been with a suppressor mm-hmm. and it's just great. I mean, you know, you know, you don't, you're actually, it's, it's certainly not quiet. Mm-hmm. Uh, it still makes a noise, but it's like the animal can't tell where it's coming from. Right. Yep. And, um, certainly if you're doing, something where there's multiple targets like coyotes, hogs, you a lot of times will be able to shoot that second or third animal 
Yeah. Um, because you have a suppressor on, they don't necessarily take off mm-hmm. right as fast. Well, if you're if you're a shot like me, you, you need to have the opportunity to have multiple follow up shots. Yes, <laughs> exactly. So. I mean, I wasn't gonna, you know, but it's like it's great for follow up shots. <laughs> I, you know, we we need follow up shots. Is what I'm trying to say. I, I need follow up shots. <laughs> <laughs> um. So you're you're participating in this class. Oh yeah. I and people think like, oh, you work for Dan Defense. You just all the time, but like. I mean, what are you excited about in doing a rifle class? You know, I, I think just being on the range, A, with consumers and and getting their feedback while I'm here is really important. But again, you know, I spend a lot of time on ranges all over the country mm-hmm. and rarely do I get to get a whole lot of trigger time. Right. And so, so this you're working. Is a, this is a great opportunity for me to both work and continue to to learn more about the platform. And I think that the minute we get to a point where we think we know everything uh, is a is the moment you really fail. So, uh, you know, continually just honing that that skill and understanding how the weapon works. You got to get you got to get out there and use it. Yeah. I mean, I it's kind of a little fun side thing that I enjoy is when we go to different media events and stuff. And it's something like this, a class that's mm-hmm. a couple days and someone else from the company comes, they'll send an engineer right. or they'll send the web guy. And usually they'll start making comments where like the engineer will go, you know, I don't like where we have this safety on this gun yeah. or why is the grip angle like this on this pistol? And because mm-hmm. I know it looks great on the spreadsheet or in the factory, but mm-hmm. Go shoot a thousand rounds right. and see what you think. Are those sites, do you love them still? Right. Right. Or, you know, like the webby guy going, oh, there's a better way to tell our story. Right. Mm-hmm. There's a, or, or maybe it's, oh, not everyone is military background. I right. mean, look here. I mean, gosh, the, the students we have at this class, um, I mean, it's a variety of skill levels, mm-hmm. but I would say two thirds of them are pretty novice they're mm-hmm. they're they're kind of just i have an ar or i've shot a few ars but yeah. never done a multi-day class yep yeah and, and listen i tell everybody um if it's if it's legal in your state you have every right to own an ar i think uh i think everyone should own an ar i also think with that responsibility is come to go and use it right? mm-hmm. find out what you don't like find out what you need to tweak find out if there are any weak spots on that rifle that you need to fix, um, and become, and use it hard. become proficient with it too. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. I, look, I, I grew up, obviously grew up around guns and shooting mm-hmm. guns and all that stuff. Maybe, maybe more so than most, but it wasn't a lot of ARs. No. There was no, there wasn't a lot of like military background in my yeah. family. We were, yeah. we were doing media about guns and hunting uh-huh. and stuff. And the controls on an AR are not hard, but they're different. Yes. Than most guns. Yeah. And you, you know, if you, if you only, your only experience with guns is I joined the military that taught me how to shoot a carbine. You're like, what? This is how guns work. I'm like, no, dude, that's not how guns work. I've shot yeah. all the shotguns and bolt guns and pistols, revolvers, lever guns. Mm-hmm. AR controls are different. It is. It's a machine. Yeah. A lot of moving parts on it. And, uh, you know, I take my personal gun to every demo that we have. Uh, I want people to shoot that as much as they shoot uh, all of other Daniel Defense uh, rifles. So that's important. You know, I want to I want to make sure that that gun runs good. And, I, and uh, you know, it just unlike a lot of other uh, platforms, the more you shoot that AR, the better it feels. It just oh, yeah. breaks in and it's smooth. So, man, the more you shoot it, just you know, you'll enjoy it more and more. 
So you guys do all these nice features. Mm -hmm. Is there one, what's your favorite that you guys put into it that you feel like makes a difference for your shooting? Uh, it, from a, from a platform standpoint or, or a part on the gun, like a part or a feature or something that really is helpful to you, yep. you think? So one of the biggest upgrades, I think that we offered, uh, about a year ago, started offering a year ago is, is our grip and rip charging handle. That's mm -hmm. a fully ambidextrous charging handle. Uh, benefits to that is if a lot of guys like to hunt with the AR, so they have a scope up top. Yeah. It's really hard to get two fingers under that charging handle. Um, with the ambidextrous charging handle, you grab it with one hand and rack that bolt. Uh, it, it makes things way easier. Um, you know, uh, from a, from a, a stability standpoint, our bolt up system is very, very important. It's three bolt up three or four lug bolt up. Um, it, you're that, that hand cord's not going to shift at all. And that's unique to Daniel defense. It is. Yeah. You'll yeah. find, and that's one way to identify Daniel defense very quickly is you'll see the, the four bolt up lugs. Of yeah. That. Um, we have a new model that we launched at SHOT Show this past year. It's the R3 line of guns. Uh, consumers have been asking for ambidextrous features on the lower. So. Look, I'm left-eye dominant. <laughs> there you go. I shoot from the left shoulder. I love an ambi gun. But I will say, even if you're right-handed, you could benefit from an ambi gun. Because yes. just like you're talking about, charging handle is one area that's a big deal. But again, going back to the whole, the controls on an AR are different having ambi controls for bolt lock, slide release, those things on both sides of the gun, it gives, gives you flexibility in the ways to run it. The other thing that I'm coming to love, and there's just a lot of nice, there's, a, there's some good parts being in, introduced in our world, mm -hmm. is a really good muzzle brake because it makes me look like a good shooter. Right. You know, it's yeah. just like, wow, look at that. You're going boom, 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 boom. The gun isn't, yeah. isn't rising. There's no muzzle rise. There's not mm -hmm. a lot of recoil to it. They're loud. The effective, you know, the louder it is, the more effective it is in general. Sure. Yeah. Right. Yep. Um, and I don't, I don't know. I'm probably somebody could, could write in and tell me why I'm wrong on this, but I don't have as much of a need for a flash hider. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not trying to cover, hide my flash. Right. I don't shoot a lot at night. Yeah. And you know, once the hogs see the flash, you mm -hmm. know, whatever, but you know what else is a really good flash hider? There is you a, go. A suppressor. <laughs> Awesome flash hider and awesome, awesome for reducing recoil. It's, it's a perfect combination for, uh, you know, for everything that you're asking for, you know, we offer some of those, uh, we call them recoil mitigation, uh, mounts, but you know, it, for guys that want to compete run and gun three mm -hmm. gun competition, that recoil mitigation is everything oh, yeah. and to have, to have those mounts available, uh, to run. Now you don't make any friends at the gun range when you're, yeah, shooting I'm field. sorry. They're loud, <laughs> Yeah, but they do a great job. Yeah. Um, so the new suppressor line is called the sound guard sound guard and each I line, I can't believe you guys were able to get that name. That seems I, like such a good name. Yep. Yep. So uh, the sound <laughs> guard, it is trademark guy in me is like, yeah. what? how'd you do that? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we, we ran through a lot of names and everybody, you know, everybody had something snatched up and oh, sound guard sure. stuck. So it's good. Um, S uh, S G five, five, six. We also have this in a 30 caliber. It's the S G 30. And then SG30TI. So very original. Yeah. Uh, I like I like descriptive names. There yes. You, go. you understand what the heck you're buying yeah, here. That's right. Very cool. Uh Matt Hurt, Daniel Defense. Thanks for being with us, man. Thank you for having me. I, yeah. It's been a great day and we're looking forward to tomorrow too. Yeah. More shooting to happen. So uh if you want to learn more, you just you know, you just type Daniel Defense into your Google machine. Um and look for more classes at Range Ready. We appreciate you listening. We will see you next time on Gun Talk Nation.